drop. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Uh, I got the privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Certainly appreciate it. For those of you, again, um, that are listening on uh, on the airwaves here at 106.1 FM, maybe, again, the digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, a TuneIn radio app. Uh, maybe you're listening over the World Wide Web at NashFM1061 or EricAsher.com. Or, again, maybe you're going to check, check us out on the Anchor app because our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base for all podcasting platforms. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys tuning into the program. Thanks so much. Please spread the word. Let everybody know. Uh, the Big E's on 106.1 FM. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, looking forward to today's show. Always a good show on a Thursday. We try to bring in uh, those that, are, again, that are involved in both um, uh, the collegiate uh, uh, side of things and also the pro side of things. And uh, we'll start off with Gary Smith, uh, who covers Tulane for NOLA.com and The Wave Report. Uh, then we'll go to Ross Jackson at 435. He'll be, he covers the Saints for Locked on Saints podcast, CrestedSports.com, and Saints Wire. Uh, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, around 5.15, we'll go to um, Chris Gordy of Locked on SEC podcast, some big games in the SEC this weekend. Plus, we'll talk to him about LSU and the Saints. And then we finish up with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Uh, again, um, that can be seen on YouTube, 7 to 9, weekdays. Uh, you can get it on the YouTube platform, Jordy Collada's platform. It's just, again, just a great show. And, of course, he's a talk show host. He covers everything. But we'll primarily talk to him about Saints and LSU today. And, of course, today's program is brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And the Bader Brothers have done a great job, again, in um, doing restaurant rescues, so to speak, right? Uh, going in, taking a, a dilapidated building or a restaurant that, again, is no longer there and turning it into, again, something that we can all be proud of in this city. And they've done it over and over again. From Oceana Grill, where you get breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, seven days a week. Also, again, um, uh, have your next event at Oceana. Uh, they are open late, as all of the Oceana family restaurants are. Uh, again, they stay open up at 8 a.m., go all the way to 1 a.m. in the morning, and that is seven days a week for you. Uh, maybe you're heading, in, maybe you're out in Metairie, and it's uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, where, again, uh, people are complaining you can't get a, a meal, late meal in, in Metairie. Come on, man. Go to Bobby Bear's. They're open. They're open late for you. Um, and, of course, uh, TVs everywhere, over 30-plus TV screens with sports, uh, again, kicking in again for all of us uh, with, again, football back. And uh, soon the basketball will be, be rolling. Uh, you'll be getting into the Major League playoffs soon so with, with baseball. Great place to be able to go and catch all the shows, but uh, all, all the games, rather. And also, look, uh, your favorite news shows as well. Uh, that, that's on the screens there. Uh, and that's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Don't forget also about Mambo's and, of course, uh, the Mater Brothers going in, taking over a, a, a decrepit strip club that was causing nothing but problems on, on Bourbon Street. Uh, and they turn it into, what, three floors of, of the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street now. The on Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar, uh, courtyard to dine in, also, again, a, a uh, Bourbon Street balcony. I mean, it's it's all in one. It's all kind of all inclusive. And then of course, the great menu you get at, at all the uh, Oceana family of restaurants, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Uh, remember, right next door is the Hideout Bar. Uh, again, live music every single night in a courtyard setting. Uh, beautiful, uh, 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 beautiful uh, building. Uh, the the courtyard spectacular, and of course, fantastic food and drink for you as well. And of course, the title sponsor again for this uh, for this half hour. Uh, and, of course, that's Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, uh, open seven days a week for you for lunch and dinner. Man, c- come on in 
And you got so many places you can sit. First of all, you can be right in front of those picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street, which you want to kind of watch the craziness and have that glass in between you, right? And, or again, you go, go sit in the, in the courtyard in the back of the restaurant, which is again, an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. You know, they have not one but two private rooms that have adjoining Bourbon Street balconies and private bar and private restroom. So again, they're using that for overflow on, on days where they don't have an event. But imagine having your event right there, 200 block of Bourbon Street. Uh, you got two Bourbon Street balconies. You've got the private room, private restroom, and, of course, your own bar. Man, you could really throw down with a great party over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Of course, you want to find out more? Uh, fantastic Cajun Creole cuisine, incredible cocktails made by some of the great mixologists here in New Orleans. Man, you can do it over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. And check out everything you need to know. And get on over to Old New Orleans Cookery and enjoy lunch, dinner, cocktails, fun with, again, friends, family. Or, again, people are not coming in from out of town. Or maybe you're trying to close that business deal. You can do it all over at Old New Orleans Cookery. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right. Um, Juan Kincaid joined me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. And, um, man, I was glad to have Juan back. Uh, Juan and I are good friends. Uh, you know, Juan, um, Juan and uh, Lee Zurich back in the day when, when I was fledgling, just starting out, uh, put me on fourth down on four. Uh, I never forget that. That was again. That was a highlight in my career to be on, on that incredible show. Of course, uh, you know I've also been on, on the Fox Eight shows in the past, and, and he's so busy being the sports director. It's hard for me to get him on con- con- consistently, but I, I try to get him on once every few months. And look, he was great. Uh, he broke down the Saints for us. Uh, we talked uh, LSU. We talked Tulane. We even even got to the Pelicans, even though it was a short, small segment of the Pelicans. We got through all of that this afternoon. So remember, if you if you uh, if uh, you didn't catch us this afternoon at one o'clock with our live broadcast on WLA TV, uh, here come the rebroadcast tonight. They are rolling. Six o'clock on LA, ten o'clock on the Deuce. That's WLA TV two. Friday night, nine o'clock Pelican Sports Television. Ten o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at two a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at five p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have that up on our uh, social media uh, platforms uh, this evening, and then uh, of course uh, that is at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and then uh, it's already on the WLAE TV YouTube page. It'll be on our um, website, Eric at EricAsher.com, EricAsher.com, pardon me, uh, on um, probably by the, by the week, end of the weekend. Our, our webmaster Tuesday gets to that by, by Sunday or Monday, so she'll have that up then. And, of course, you can always reach me uh, at um, the email uh, at Eric at EricAsher.com. And, of course, we ask you to join the conversation also on our social media platforms. All right, a lot to talk about. Uh, joining us on the program now, I'll just say it again. And, and look, uh, I'm blessed to have a, a guy like Gary Smith join us each and every week. Uh, not only does it do a great job in covering Tulane, but again, when the other city schools are, 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 are out playing ball, especially again, UNO, basketball, etc., cetera, um, he does a great job in covering those. His website, The Wave Report, is hands down the best website in the city and maybe in the state, maybe in the country when it comes to Tulane athletics. Uh, if you want to know what's happening with your green wave, you got to be able to get involved with, again, the Wave Report because uh, you get all of Gary's um, uh, stories first. Uh, plus, you get things that, again, that are not on NOLA.com on the Times-Picayune. So, again, we invite you, again, to, to, to uh, jump on board with, with, the Wave, with the Wave Report. And uh, Gary joins us now on the program coming off a Green Wave win. Gary, how are you, bud? Doing well, Eric. Doing well. Uh, Gary, before we get started, uh, you got any, any anything going with the website where folks can, can, can come in and try the website? Uh, how, how can they subscribe? 
Sure. Just go to Tulane.Rivals.com. You can go to the Rivals.com national site, too. That's the WaveReport.com. It's pretty simple to order on the site. Um, it's about $8. It's about um, $8 a month, I believe. And uh, But it's, it's easy to it, – It's all the information you need is, is right there. Just go to the WaveReport.com or Tulane.Rivals.com, and, and, and you can – and you'll see how to subscribe. And yeah, we've I've been wrapping. It's been a busy time of the year for me, for sure. Um, yeah. Slowing down a little, slowing down a little bit with the practice reports now that season has, has started. Um, can't be as detailed in the information. <laughs> um, coach is a little leery about some injury stuff sometimes, but uh, but still, um, just opinions, just stuff that happens. Just quotes, anything. You, you read it there first. Well, Tulane fans have to be really happy, uh, again, about the victory over UMass. Now, again, I think you and I talked about it last week. It's UMass, right? Yeah. The expectation is you're going to beat UMass. You should beat UMass. Mm -hmm. But they did it. And and, um, I I liked what I saw of the offense. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked about you know some of the some of the um, some of the guys on, on, on you know at the wide receiver position like Lawrence Keys who again showed a real burst. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean again I can't wait to see this guy play a little bit more with with the wave and and really yeah. get uh, connected with with Pratt because I think he's going to be great. Johnson yeah. I think it's so underrated on on on, on that team. Um, mm-hmm. But you look at you look across the board and and, and again you could see some real um, some real game breakers when it comes to the wide receiving core, yeah. the running backs. And I don't want to discount the, 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 the tight ends where Wallace mm-hmm. really played well last week. Uh, but James was like, he's going to be the guy that may end up, again, going, going to the pros. But just give me your synopsis on what you saw offensively out of this team yeah. on, on, on Saturday night. Yeah, and I'm going to focus on the receivers a little bit because I've been telling you all all preseason that that was the biggest improvement by far on the team. Um, two touchdowns in, in particular. I mean, you look at Lawrence Key's numbers, they weren't huge. He had four catches, but his touchdown catch was kind of on a play that Tulane really didn't have a receiver who could do that last year. Simple, he he, he baked like he was going inside, stopped on a dime, went back outside. The, the defensive back, cornerback, had no idea what just hit him, and he was open by five yards for a touchdown. Simple, executed play, but you got to have that. Well, you've got to have the, you got to have the moves to do it, and Lawrence Keys does. So, so that was one touchdown that was very encouraging. And then the other one, um, the, the the long touchdown pass to to, to Deuce Watts, it, was, it came on a, a um, um, he look he got Matt. I don't I don't know what UMass's defensive coordinator was doing, but they they ended up with a with a number forty something on him, a linebacker in single coverage. But you've got to be able to take advantage of those situations and you know not stick to what you'd called or not notice that Tulane noticed it. He was wide open in the end zone for for a long touchdown pass, and uh, and and those are the things that are encouraging because Tulane just last year Tulane just was not explosive on offense until Tajay Spears got healthy. He's he's singularly explosive no matter what else is doing. Um, but in terms of their passing game, they have a good quarterback in Michael Pratt, but they didn't have receivers who were consistently making plays last year, and it sure looks like they 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 do this year. So that that was my number one takeaway because that that's just that'll that's just a huge improvement. And that's that could make a huge difference in this season. With, receivers they can make just make big play yeah and and, and i said johnson but i meant jackson mm-hmm. because yeah not only he's a great punt See, returner but again yeah. I think he's so underrated as a wide receiver yeah, Gary. And, just, and it, it, it's 
funny. I may be one of those guys that were underrating him because I did not think he had an impressive camp at, at all. And he, he, after injuring his knee last year in preseason, when I had predicted he was going to be a first-team All-AAC performer, I, I kind of slept on him a little bit. Um, I think I had predicted on my website that he wasn't one of their top five receivers. didn't take him very long to, to, to prove me dead wrong on, on that front. Because, yeah, that was, a, that was a beautiful throw by Pratt and a great mm-hmm. adjustment and catch by, by him. That's the way he looked before he hurt his knee in the preseason last year and you're right as a power turner it's one of those stats you know you, you cover Tulane boy do you end up running into a lot of negative stats based on their past but uh it looked like when he returned that punt for a touchdown got called back for a penalty it was going to be the first punt return I had to check it in 18 years for Tulane hadn't had one since 2004 um I, I I'm predicting on your show right now that streak will end against Alcorn State on on Saturday night because mm-hmm. uh Jaquan Jackson is taking one to the house. He, he, he's a really good power returner. That, that's a special skill. You've got to be able to make quick decisions, make people miss right away, and then accelerate, and, and he can do all of that. An abundance of riches when you talk about the, the, the wide receiver position. McDougal, as you mentioned, yep. all off season, you like the way he mm-hmm. looked. Shane Wyatt, uh, you know, again, he spread the wall ball. You know, uh, uh, Spears coming out the backfield, catching yep. the football as well. And, you know, I'm, I'd like you to, to talk about this because this seemed to be, again, uh, you can see the maturity level of Michael Pratt being raised mm-hmm. based on what we saw on Saturday as well. Did you see that during camp? Yeah, I did. And the, as he continually points out, he says it's just natural when you get that. You just got that many more reps at this time than he did going into last year. He got thrown into the fire as a true freshman you could see immediately he had that it factor that you need to be a good quarterback but once defenses started game planning against him a little bit and knew what they were getting he struggled at times as a freshman last year it wasn't you know he didn't have a great year last year because he was hurt all last year and he didn't get much help from his receivers as we just talked about but yeah he, he's he's made that if you're a good player as a freshman and then you have two years to develop you should be a very good player by your junior year and I think that's where Michael Pratt is right now at this stage just everything he says everything's just coming quicker to him he's not he's he, just more natural he knows where to go all that stuff all those decisions that he had to really think about that can um, um cause problems um when you're a mm-hmm. freshman that's no longer an issue for him as a junior well and he's got so many weapons now i mean again you know tight end position wide receiver yeah. and, and Tajay spears is the best guy on the field <laughs> <laughs> he's I mean, Tyson Spears is going to be playing in the NFL, this guy, if no he can stay healthy. I mean, this guy, he is a difference maker. For I mean, he could play anywhere in the country and be a factor. This guy, I mean, I just I just love watching the guy run. Yeah, uh, Ed Press. And catching the ball at the backfield, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, same thing. I mean, he's, yeah. he's the complete player. Look, I don't agree with you. He is going to be he's, – he's the next two-lane back that's going to be mm-hmm. in the NFL. We're going to be watching this guy on Sundays, no doubt about it. Um, Freelu getting hurt. Before the um, yeah. uh, the game really hurt this team. It's funny, you know, again, almost mirror images of what happened with LSU as well. With again, Mason Smith going out, their, their big defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are they going to make up for that going forward? Because he was one of the they, bigger dudes on, on on that defensive line. Yeah, they they really can't in terms of he was their he was their best player at nose tackle by by I think by a wide margin going into the year. Um, but you know, they're just going to have to do it in in, in numbers. Um, they don't. They don't have another Adonis Freelobe um, on the roster, but you know that this this is this is what happens in college football. If you're if you're done in by by, by one injury, you probably weren't that good to, to start off with. Um, I'll be interested to see the development of um, Alfred Thomas. There, there, he's a fifth year senior. He he, he played 
a fair amount as a true freshman and looked like he'd become a star. Instead, he just became injured all the time. And as Willie Fritz said, it's not his fault. He's a hard worker. It just he, he has never been able to stay healthy. He only played 10 snaps against UMass, but they were good snaps, and he came out of it in, in, in good shape. And he's, he's that quintessential big nose guy that you have a hard time getting out of the way. I, I think, I think he may be playing, you know, 20, 30 downs this week if if he can handle it and, and that could help. And then mainly it's just, it's going to be by committee. They've got about six guys. They're rotating in the two defensive tackle positions and that's how they're going to replace Adonis Freelo. He was, Adonis Freelo, I'm not saying he was an all-star yet or anything of that, but he definitely was the best at his position. And it was, you know, they kind of got gashed up the middle early in the game. And, and then they said it was kind of, yep. they, there were a lot more quarterback runs and plays they had no idea what to expect because UMass had no film whatsoever other than a spring game um, with their, with their new coaching staff. They did make the adjustments in the second half, but that will be, that's definitely something to look for going forward. Not this week against Alcorn state, but that's going to be a huge factor when Tulane um, goes to Manhattan, Kansas to play Kansas state in, in two weeks. That's a team that runs the ball very effectively. And Tulane's going to have to shore up that and make sure they're not giving up those. Like they gave up a couple of one really long drive in the first half where they were getting kind of just beat right up the middle. That can't happen against better teams. Nick Anderson is the guy who's getting a lot of pub at the linebacker position, and rightly so. He's a really good player. Yeah. But Dorian Williams was all over the field, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all Dorian, over the yeah, field. Yeah, Dorian Williams is another guy who could be playing in the NFL down the road. He's got a bigger body than Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson does everything right. He's just a little small um, in the Nico. Not as small as Nico Marley, but that type right. of that right, type. right deal and but now Dorian Williams he's a terrific football player yeah I don't I don't he had pretty good numbers last year I don't think as most of the guys on the defense I don't think he played as well as he did the year before when he looked like he was going to be a breakout star I mean he was picked to be one publication picked him as the conference as the the defensive player of the year in the preseason last year and 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 that didn't happen for him I think this may be the year that it all comes together for him because you're right he's one of those guys he, he he just he has good instincts. He's fast. He can he 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 can kind of do it all out there on the field, and he's aggressive. So yeah, that was an encouraging bounce back deal with him. He had the ten tackles. He looked like the guy who led the team in tackles two years ago. Yeah, and, and Machado threw some miles. Machado as well, who had, yeah. I thought had a really good game at linebacker. Yeah, it's, and you know they they can be a little more versatile because they're they're not getting great production out of their ends right now. And so there were times in that game where they actually had Nick Anderson lining up at kind of as a as a pass rusher, and and right. and, um, and 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 they can blitz Dorian Williams, and they can move those guys around because Machado's a good player, and then actually the other linebacker Corey Platt came up with mm-hmm. a nice interception. He stole it from one of his teammates. The ball is going right. right to a defensive back, and Corey Platt stepped in front of him and wrestled the ball away from him. That's a fourth linebacker they have. Those were two guys, Machado and Corey Platt. They don't have to play a lot when you've got a Nick Anderson and a, and a Dorian Williams on your mm-hmm. roster, but it allows them some flexibility if they want to try to get their best players on the field. Um, it, it allows them to have more than two linebackers on the field at a time because, um, yeah, that, that's a loaded position right now. Your thoughts on how defensive back, that backfield performed? You can't really tell. Hey, they lead the nation in pass defensive efficiency. They, I guess they game. do. Two for six for 12 yards? <laughs> UMass, UMass, I've never, college has different, UMass's passing efficiency is minus 5.20. So yeah. I don't even but know. did they have like happened. 17 yards total, something yeah, like that? 17 yards total. Tulane almost had as many picks as they had completions, four to three. They say the completions ended up winning out in, the, in a tight battle there. Um, so, but you can't really tell because UMass, 
I mean, a couple of those passes, I really thought I was watching a high school team. I mean, up there looking yeah. up and say, oh, he's throwing it right to the two-lane defensive back. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> a team that has a lot of work um, to do in their passing game right now, and they basically didn't even try against Tulane there if they were losing the whole game and what they only throw 13 pe- passes. But you know what I did like? Macon Clark. He made the first pick yeah. on an interception. I was a little worried about him. He played free safety last year. was solid at that position they moved him to nickelback because they moved their Jaden Kennedy who had a great year at nickelback last year to cornerback mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't sure that Macon Clark was as suited um for nickel even though he played it quite a bit two years ago and he and he looked good and I that was that's 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 what a good nickel does he reads yes. he reads the play cuts in front of the ball if Macon mm-hmm. Clark is solid I think that's going to be a pretty good secondary but let's we'll, it's it's funny Julian's playing a bunch of running pieces beginning of the year I mean Southern Miss Will Hall Southern Miss only passed 11 times in a four overtime right. game um, the other day Kansas State is primarily a running team even Alcorn State is primarily mm-hmm. a running team so it's kind of going to be wait and see on how good that secondary is until the until they they go to Houston to start the AAC cuz it's, it's That's why I'm not, a little concerned about Freelo yeah. being out yeah, okay, because yeah. because he anchors the middle of the the, of the defensive line. Yeah, no, it's uh, not really a good, good time for really, that. <laughs> no, not at all. Really good start yeah. for Tulane though. Again, forty-two to ten, you beat a team you were supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. You got Alcorn coming in this weekend. That's another yeah. one you should you should win. And, and yeah. then of course we'll see it. We'll see again how this plays out as, as, as we go forward. Uh, the one thing I've talked about this week though, Gary, is you and I talked about it last year. Even in 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 the loss against Oklahoma. Uh, again, almost again, overconfident somewhat. Mm-hmm. You know, almost started reading their press clippings. That happened know, the year been... before when they went when they went on a little bit of a run. <laughs> hopefully, they're grounded this year. Uh, hopefully, I mean, their comments are still, for my taste, too bold for what for for their performance on the field. But I think that's sort of the I did I dealt with it with the Tulane baseball team too. That seems to be modern athletes now, and and coaches seem to be okay with it. Um, you're right. I think they do have a lot of experience on both sides of the ball and great leaders like Nick Anderson and Dorian Williams and, and, and Michael Pratt. So, so that'll help. But I, I agree with you. I mean, I, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to beat Alcorn State. Um, and we'll, and, but we'll really learn a whole much, a lot more about this football team when, when, when they play at Kansas State to see where they really are. Um, but boy, they do talk a confident game. <laughs> yeah. What, what about Soboda's offense? I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, taking advantage of mismatches. That's what you want to see. Not a what. Yeah, and, and, and like I commented before, before it started in, in preseason, you know, they, they run, a, they run a, lot, a lot more screens than Tulane did in the past, but they're not one of those teams that, like, every third play is a screen. I hate, I honestly hate those type of offenses where every, because those the bubble screens and that stuff work against bad teams. They work judiciously against good teams, but when you're doing that a lot, you ain't doing much. And he throw, he takes shots down the field. We had the Pratt, you know, Pratt didn't throw a ton in this game but he had the long completion to Jaquan Jackson on a fourth down I like the aggressiveness there he had the long completion for a touchdown to, to Deuce Watts it's a good mixture uh, on offense and again getting Ty J Spears involved in the passing game getting Ty J Spears involved in anything is a good thing and we saw how effective he can be in that it, it just it looks like a well-balanced offense um, that's going to keep teams not knowing what Tulane is doing from week to week and that's a, that's definitely a good thing and um with even with the weather that was kind of uh, you know in, in climate and of course there was a big storm before the the the, um, uh, the the game started. How was the crowd? 
it, it, on TV, it looked like it was it wasn't a bad crowd. It wasn't. Yeah, a, it was a decent. Huge it, was, crowd. it was bad weather. Hey, I can tell you, my, my my wife and my son went to the game, and they don't go to very many games. So <laughs> that that was that was two two extra than they than they, right? than they have for a lot of games. But you know, it, I think it was it was a decent crowd considering the weather. I mean, I, I I saw reports before the game there was there was literal street flooding about an hour oh, before the game oh, right yeah. around the stadium and stuff like that. Yeah. I, um, I I was late arriving for the game because of some some other issues, so I didn't have to worry about that. But mm-hmm. there were. <laughs> You know, when it's raining that hard for that long before a game, that usually kills the the crowd, and and, and it was it was it was a decent turnout. Yeah, well, hope they got a good turnout again with uh, with a swack opponent coming in in Alcorn State this week. Gary, thanks for the time as always, man. Really appreciate it. So happy again the Wave got the first win. Looking for another one this week. And uh, uh, love the way you break it down for us each and every week. Tell the folks about your website, how sure. folks can follow you on social media. Okay, Tulane.Rivals.com, WaveReport.com. You, you need, if, you, if you want the full coverage of Tulane with all access, that, 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 that's where you have to go. There's nowhere else, else to get it anywhere. Um, uh, the, working, right now, I, I, working right now, I'm doing a notebook today. I, I did a story kind of on this. You know, this is a, the, Tulane has not gone has, <laughs> Tulane has not gone 2-0 since 2002. Um, that's 20 years ago. Now, obviously, the schedule is, is conducive to yeah. that this year, but that's another example of what Willie Fritz inherited <laughs> when he got there. I'm not sure right. there's another hardly any other program in the country that's gone 20 years without starting 2-0. Um, and I just kind of had a story of Willie Fritz. It's, it's, it's going to go live probably tomorrow morning. Just Willie Fritz believes you know, he can win more. He, he believes this can still be a big-time winning program, not the six wins that he had for three straight years going into bowl games, not barely being bowl eligible, but a team that can consistently compete for championships and win those eight, nine, or more more games. He, that's his goal, and he still thinks it's a doable thing going into his seventh year. Um, I think that's what fans want to hear because uh, that's, yep. I mean, that's, that's obviously that should be the goal for every program, yes. and, and he still believes it can be done. No doubt. Thank you for your time, my friend. Well, we'll check in with you again next week. Thanks for having me on. Gary Smith, uh, again, Wave Report, Noel.com, Tom's Picayune, again, uh, the guy that will bring you all the information you need for the Tulane Green Wave. And if you're a Tulane fan and you guys reached out to me this week, a few of you, wanting, wanting more airtime on the TV show, et cetera, and look, you know, uh, you know we, can, we can go down that road another time. But if you're not subscribed to Gary's site, uh, you're missing out on, again, uh, the best of Tulane because he's got the information for you first, and uh, nobody does it better. That's uh, Gary Smith. He's with us each and every week here on the program. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You want a generator for your home or your business, and, and, and the other guy said that they got to put you on, on, on weight uh, because, again, of supply chain issues. No such thing at Burkhardt. They have a warehouse full of generators for you right now to be able to be, again, uh, placed in your home or your business. All you got to do is make the call. Contact them at acpromise.com. Sit down with Jason Burkhardt and do a consultation. Find out what type of generator you're looking for. He'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. At Burkhardt, they take care of everything, the whole process, planning, permits, inspections. they got a dedicated generator team that does it all. They'll give you a single-day install. They can offer financing for, uh, for a generator, so you can pay that over time with low monthly notes. Remember the new install quality check after one month. They come out, give you a tutorial on, again, how to operate the uh, equipment. And then, of course, when it comes to emergency service, 24-7, 365, emergency service with all the parts you need for your generator in the warehouse over across the lake uh, at Burkhardt. 
So, again, no excuses. Just get you up and running. And you don't have to have to have bought the unit from Burkhardt for them to come out and give you emergency service. They offer emergency service. Now, look, if there's if a storm going on, they'll wait until it's safe for the guys to come out. But they'll be out there and get you up and running. When it comes to generator sales and service, they make it too easy at Burkhardt for you. They do it all. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the great folks over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery. Of course, uh, don't don't forget about the, the Hideout Bar, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All part again of the uh, of uh, the Bader Brothers Empire of, of restaurants. That I'm telling you right now, fantastic food, great cocktails, great ambiance. Have your event uh, whether you're there or again let them cater your event. They'll do a great job for you there. Uh, it's the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Open seven days a week and open late. We'll be right back. <laughs> New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. When your ride fires on all cylinders, so do you. That's why Napa is on a mission to keep you in motion. With nearly 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores and over 17,000 Napa Auto Care centers, the Napa Network has everything you need to get up and go. Delays are heavy 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. Also look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to Terry Parkway and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. 
So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor unique vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. I want to thank Gary Smith for joining us, covering the wave. And, of course, coming up in a couple seconds is Ross Jackson. Uh, again, Locked on Saints podcast, CrestedCitySports.com, and Saints Wire. We'll talk Saints with him. Uh, don't forget about, again, today's program is brought to you by uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And uh, what a great uh, uh, group it is. Uh, and, uh, of course, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, don't forget about Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Perfect time to be heading out and hanging out at Bobby's. Um, first of all, rated number one neighborhood restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. That, that's telling you something right there. That means, again, the folks on TripAdvisor voted that the number one restaurant in Metairie, so you know they're doing something right. Then, of course, the menu is uh, Cajun Creole Cuisine, mouthwatering menu for you. The cocktails, amazing, amazing. I'm telling you, amazing cocktails from the great mixologists, great beer selection for you. And then, of course, if you're a, uh, somebody that's looking for a place to go, grab a bite to eat. But, again, you want to keep up with what's going on in the games, 30-plus TV screens, okay? TV's everywhere. And, of course, even in the restrooms, you'll never miss a play. Hey, you're a memorabilia buff like myself. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant is unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. The uh, memorabilia on the walls at, 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 at Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, one of a kind. Things that maybe you've never seen in your life, okay? Uh, I mean, just incredible. It could be a museum, again, the stuff that's in there. And then, of course, again, the, the friendly staff and, and of course, the, the great menu for you that is just more than Cajun Creole cuisine because there's something for everyone on that menu. Hey, check it out. You want to find out more, go to bobbyabears.com. Remember, open seven days a week, open late. Now, lunch and dinner every day, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. It's so good, no doubt about that. All right, let's jump in it with my good friend Ross Jackson, uh, Locked On Saints uh, uh, podcast, and of course also uh, Saints Wire as well as CrestedCitySports.com does a great job. Okay, breaking the Saints down for you. Uh, he wrote something today on social media I did not know about Winston throwing in the tight windows. He always comes up with great information for you and is a must-follow on social media. He joins us on the program each and every week. Ross, how are you, bud? Hey, buddy. Doing great. Doing great. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Hope you're doing well today. I am. I am. I was looking forward to you coming on. I saw your post this morning about Jameis throwing in the tight windows. And, look, I knew he had struggled at times uh, in Tampa Bay. But I, and, and last year I knew that he was, re, he was probably a little bit resistant to be able to throw in the tight windows with, with again, the receiving crew that he had. Uh, but I didn't realize, again, though, that, that, that that was the numbers. Would you expound on that a bit? Yeah, so, you know, according to uh, Zebra Technologies, who works with NF, NFL Next Gen Stats, for instance, um, James Winston threw in 2021 the fourth fewest or fourth lowest percentage of passes into tight windows. And that's, that's good news for, <laughs> for Saints fans who were a little bit concerned about him trying to force passes in and things like that. We know James has tremendous arm talent. And with tremendous arm talent, sometimes comes the ability to feel comfortable gunning passes into tight windows. And, and in the NFL and through NFL Next Gen Stats, a tight window is defined as passing to a receiver who has a uh, defensive back or a cornerback or, or any defender 
in coverage within one yard. So not a lot of separation. We know that the New Orleans Saints did not create much separation when it came to their wide receivers and their route runners last year in 2021. But despite that, Jamison was still the fourth lowest tight window throw percentage in 2021. So what does that mean? It means that even though the receivers weren't creating a lot of separation, he was either throwing them into situations where they could separate by putting passes in places where they could get, get to them and defenders couldn't, or he was doing a good job checking down and attacking defenses horizontally or laterally across the field as opposed to vertically or up and down the field, which is something that is sort of a a predication of the New Orleans Saints offense is their ability to be able to do that. So it just shows you how well Jameis Winston, A, changed his game in terms of what we're accustomed to seeing from him during his days in Tampa Bay last year, but also, B, how much he fit into this New Orleans Saints system and was Mm -hmm. able to do what it is the system demands of him. I'm excited about this season, especially, again, having him with the number of weapons as he has. I mean, you look across the board, and, and Ross, you've been at every practice. You've watched, every, obviously, again, everything they've done in the offseason. And, and the, the, again, the, um, I think the expectation should be high for this offense because of the weapons they have at wide receiver, at tight end. And, of course, again, the tandem they have in the backfield, the running back position. Uh, you know, it's pick your poison. You know, who do you double team? Who are you single covering? Right. Again, who's going to slip by? Because, again, there's attention on, 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 on one player or another. Uh, just give me your thoughts on, again, uh, on, on what you feel about this offense going into the Atlanta game. Yeah, I think that this is maybe one of the more, I'll say, in terms of name recognition, talented offenses that the New Orleans Saints have fielded in terms of its perception from across the NFL. New Orleans Saints fans always know their players from one to, I'll say, 69, all the way down the practice squad, right? But nationally, with names like Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jameis Winston, and of course, you know, offensive linemen like Ryan Ramchek and Eric McCoy, there is a lot of talent on this roster in terms of what is nationally recognized. The reason why I highlight that is because there have been a lot of offenses for the New Orleans Saints that we've seen in the past to where you're elevating undrafted free agents, late-round draft picks, things like that. And every now and then you find diamonds in the rough, like a Marcus Colson, for instance, right, who will be, you know, who is probably the best wide receiver in the NFL to never make a Pro Bowl. This year, this New Orleans Saints offense comes in with all of that recognizable talent and recognizable talent that can back its name up with its play on the field. Looking at the wide receivers specifically, the ability for these wide receivers to be complementary to one another. You have a guy that's a field stretcher in Chris Olave, but they can also run the entire route tree. A guy in Jarvis Landry who is a quarterback's best friend and can help you move the chains, operates close to the line of scrimmage, a possession guy, but they can also push you, you know, set 19, 20 yards down the field like we saw during the preseason. And then, of course, a world beater like Michael Thomas, who's going to be very hard for any cornerback in the NFL to slow down. The way that these guys are able to complement one another, whether it be depth of target, whether it be their ability to work laterally across the field, or the veteran presence that each of them has, I would even say including Chris Olave, who has shown it over the course of the offseason, that they all have the ability to move with scrambles, run the scramble drill, understand and play flow, understand and read coverages and adjust their routes based upon what the defense is giving them. Their ability to do that with the mind of Jameis Winston, who sees all of that developing in front of him with his full field reads and his understanding of how to beat coverages, that's something that's going to be very hard for defenses to stop. And when you look at this Atlanta Falcons defense, 
That's not a very, very talented defense. That was a defense in terms of EPA per play, which is just a metric that they use to measure success on any given play. On the defensive side, they were third lowest in the NFL, and that was with a star cornerback like A.J. Terrell on the, on the field and a star mm-hmm. linebacker like Deion Jones on the field. And Deion Jones is out for the first four games this season. Right. Um, talk about the injuries right now, how the Saints look going into um, into Sunday's game. I know we got the first injury report yesterday. I'm not sure if it's out yet. Uh, again, I haven't had a chance to look at that. If it is, give us your synopsis. Yeah, the Thursday injury report was released. It's the same as yesterday's. Um, the you know same players that didn't participate yesterday didn't participate today. The same players that were limited today are yet limited yesterday were limited today. So guys like Trey Quan Smith, Dwayne Washington, um, Tanner Owen, who I believe the Saints actually moved on from, and then also um, Paulson Debo did not participate. The most concerning name on that list, you know, uh, no disrespect to, to the rest of the folks on the list. Sure. The most concerning name there, of course, is your starting cornerback, right? Paulson Debo. And so not having Paulson Debo practice on Wednesday and Thursday kind of signifies that it's, it's very likely that we won't see him on Sunday. We'll have to see what the practice report says on Friday, which will come with a game designation. But usually two days of DNP, at best, you're going to get questionable on the Friday injury report. So ultimately, we'll have to see what happens with Paulson Adebo. But if he's not able to go, the Saints have the ability to bounce Bradley Roby outside, use P.J. Williams in the slot as well as Justin Evans. They'll be in a good place there. They are uniquely suited um, in terms of their depth all around the secondary to be able to handle that, especially against an offense like Atlanta's. And then uh, in terms of the limited participation, again, the same, same names on that list. The one that you're most concerned about or that you're watching is Michael Thomas. I am not surprised to see these players still limited Wednesday and Thursday. A full participation practice on Friday, though, would go a long way. But don't be surprised to see all of those players still listed as questionable because, let's face it, there's a level of gamesmanship that you can have here. I don't know if that's right. the intent of New Orleans Saints and Dennis Allen, but there is a level of gamesmanship of not knowing whether or not Michael Thomas is going to be out on the field until Sunday. Hurst limited or was he full go? Uh, also limited. Okay. All right. Um, expectation is that we'll see Thomas and, and Hurst, though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing at this point that I would say indicates that you won't see uh, either either of those guys, especially Michael Thomas. I mean, he's moving extremely well with the little bit that we've been able to see during the open media viewing windows and all. I mean, he was, uh, you know, incredibly happy <laughs> yesterday in the locker room. Like, he does not look like a guy that has been uh, given any type of uh, bad news here in, in the recent past. And I'm sorry, I, I said that um, – that James Hurst was limited. My apologies. Eric McCoy has been limited Wednesday okay. and Thursday. Uh, but, you know, he's been out there. He's been doing everything. Uh, James Hurst has been practicing in full all week so far, so you should expect to see him out on the field on Sunday. Break down this matchup with the Atlanta Falcons. What, what are the Saints going to see? They do think they're going to see from Marcus Mariota, who's a mobile quarterback, a lot of the read options, zone read type runs, uh, things like that that are going to be coming from that Atlanta Falcons offense. Arthur Smith has experience with Uh, Marcus Mariota, of course, Arthur Smith is now the Atlanta Falcons head coach. He was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee before taking that job, meaning that he worked with Marcus Mariota in 2019 before Ryan Tannehill took over. And so he knows how to utilize Marcus Mariota to his strength. And one of the things that you're going to see a lot is a lot of close to the line of scrimmage operations. So you're going to see read options to where, you know, he won't hand the ball off to the running back right away, but he might pull it back, tuck and run based upon how he reads his keys. So the Saints are going to have to watch out for that. It's something they've struggled about, uh, struggled against in the past, looking back to the Philadelphia games and what Jalen Hurts has done uh, over the course of the past couple of years, for sure. 
Uh, but you're also going to see screens to the halfback, screens to the tight ends. You're going to see them try to get the ball in Kyle Pitts' hands, not only down the field, but also at the line of scrimmage. And they're going to work to make sure that they're you know, getting a rhythm on that offense. That's what it's all going to be about Marcus Mariota. He's going to be getting him in rhythm. Uh, and so for the Saints on defense, they're going to have to be able to contain Mariota around the edge. They're going to have to be able to get an interior push from their defensive tackles, David Onyemata, Contavia Street, Shy Tuttle, those guys will have to show up pretty big here. Uh, and then that's going to keep Marcus Mariota off of time, and that's going to keep him uncomfortable in the pocket. And so that will help the New Orleans Saints be able to disrupt some of the timing that Atlanta will look to get to keep Marcus Mariota as comfortable as possible. If the Saints are able to disrupt all of that, then a very, very talented secondary and a very talented second level, at least at the top, should be able to take advantage of that and exploit those mistakes. Uh, you mentioned Eric McCoy. There are um, reports that he signs a five-year, $63.75 million uh, extension. Yep. Your thoughts? Yep, this is a, yeah, this is a huge deal for the New Orleans Saints. Eric McCoy, I think, is one of the Saints, I'll say top five, but maybe even top three best players uh, on on this deal and uh, or, or on this roster. And so for the Saints to be able to lock him down, which I think might have been part of the reason why they were – you know, had a very set price when it came to what it was they were looking at for C.J. Gardner-Johnson's extension mm-hmm. and those contract talks potentially, you know, breaking down and, and leading yes. to him being traded away. You're keeping Eric McCoy in mind because you can replace a nickel corner. You can replace a slot corner. It's very, very hard to replace a starting center. And the Saints have made it look easy because they had to go from, you know, guys, very talented guys into uh, Max Unger. And then they were lucky enough to go from Max Unger into Eric McCoy. And Eric McCoy turned out to be a plug and play guy as he got out of Texas A&M in the second round. But it doesn't always work that way. And if you don't have a very good starting center who can call coverages, who can identify, um, you know, defenses and what they're doing along with your quarterback, that's a really, really tough spot to be empty that's a really really tough spot to fill slot corner you can fill that it's a relatively low impact position quote unquote uh in comparison at least in the relativity to a starting center so you're going to choose the center every time so you get 12.75 million dollars annually it's a true 63.75 million dollar deal the saints are not messing around with this they wanted eric mccoy to stay in new orleans and they got him right 40 million dollars in guarantees and uh, to your point, maybe, again, it's a little clearer now about the, the Gardner-Johnson because yeah. they were probably planning on giving McCoy an extension and not giving Gardner-Johnson one, and maybe they were a little bit fearful of, again, the, maybe what would happen in the locker room. Although, again, I'm on the record here, Ross. I just think that locker room is so good that it would have policed itself, and I don't think that Gardner-Johnson, uh, the, the, the smart money would have been, hey, play well, uh, make them have to pay you, or 31 of the 31 other teams will. Yeah, I think that there's a chance that that happens. There's a chance that, you know, <laughs> there's a chance that C.J. Gardner-Johnson said otherwise, right? Uh, but I do right. agree. I think this locker room has the leadership that it needs to you know, be able to combat any of what could have been when it comes to that conversation. Uh, but, uh, but for the Saints, I mean, look, they, they've done the same thing over and over. We've seen it with uh, Jimmy Graham. We saw it with uh, even Mark Ingram just a few years ago. We've seen, we saw it with Latavius Murray just last year that they will set a price based upon what the role of the player is, and they usually don't budge much to go above that price, maybe Andrus P being the only um, mm-hmm. exception to that because otherwise they would have been out a left, ha- a left guard in a league that does not have but a handful of very good left guards. And so, um, you know, for the Saints, you know, you set a price in terms of what you want to pay the center. 
you set a price for what you want to pay the slot corner. If you need to go up or above what you're intending to pay at one of those positions, you're going to go up or above when it comes to center. You're not going to go up or above when it comes to the slot corner. And I think that that could have played a little bit of a role in terms of even the timing of this, right? One week, mm-hmm. CJ Garner Johnson is traded. The very next week, Eric McCoy gets his extension. Gets the extension. Um, I got about a minute and a half left. Who do you like on Sunday? I, I got to go with, with the Saints here. You know, I try to be as objective as possible. Absolutely. Course, looking at all these things, but it, it, you're just going to be hard-pressed. Anyone will be hard-pressed to convince me that the Saints aren't the better team going into 2022. I mean, like I mentioned, that, that defense over in uh, Atlanta gave up the most expected points uh, allowed per play, or third most, excuse me, across the NFL. The only two defenses that were worse were the Jaguars and the Jets. And those three teams very well could be in conversation for the number one through three selection by the end of this year, with, of course, the Seattle Seahawks playing a role in that as well. And so I, I look at this game as a, an opportunity for the New Orleans Saints to open up with the weapons that they have. We've watched a very, very good camp for this team, one that's maybe healthier than is being perceived thanks to the injury report. The Saints have been very cautious about injuries over the course mm-hmm. of this offseason. I think that they're going to walk into this game on Sunday with a new head coach for the first time since 2006, have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to be able to you know, take it to a, uh, to a, a bitter rival in the Atlanta Falcons, and I don't think they're going to pass that opportunity up. He's Ross Jackson. He's with us each and every week. Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and also CrestedCitySports.com. At Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Ross, thanks for the time, bud. Look forward to checking in with you next week. Always a pleasure, buddy. Looking forward to it. Enjoy the weekend. Football's back. You do the same. Thanks again. That's Ross Jackson. I'm Eric Asher. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. 
come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Everyone's getting more with Verizon, the network America relies on. For real? Yep, for real. New and current customers can get the new Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4 on us with select trade-in and select 5G unlimited plans. Plus, get $200 when you switch. Nice. Everybody's getting more with the network America relies on. Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available in select areas. $999.99 device payment purchase with new or upgrade smartphone line on select 5G unlimited plans required. $200 Verizon e-gift card with cord in. Less up to $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. 0% APR. Trade-in conditions and additional terms apply. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Woo-hoo! Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino is now open. Now you have access to one of the best sports betting experiences around. Combining the excellence and experience of FanDuel with our signature Boyd Gaming hospitality. Place your bets and get back before kickoff. Or stick around with all your friends and enjoy the sports action right here. That's FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino. Just off I-10 and Ketter on the banks of Lake Pontchartrain. Welcome back. I want to thank Gary Smith and Ross Jackson for joining us on the program. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If your AC is not operating correctly, give Burkhardt a call. They'll be out there quick. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, doing only the work that's necessary. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Eric Asher with you at 6. We'll be right back. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Come on, toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune? If you or someone you know were stationed on or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you were diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation. Serving those who have served us, that's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Stephen DeBosier, New Orleans. LA 22 
You want opinions? He's got them. You want information? He's got it. You want a host who is New Orleans? You found him. Eric Asher and Inside New Orleans. <laughs> Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is, y'all want to say it? You can say it. Everywhere. Anchor's our home base. But we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our social media platforms. And uh, thanks to Juan Kincaid for joining us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Uh, that if you missed us at 1 o'clock this afternoon, tonight 6 o'clock on LAE. 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock, LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms. Always at EricAsher.com and always on the WLATV YouTube page. So check that out at your leisure. We covered it all. Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. Sports Director Juan Kincaid over at Fox 8 was our guest today. And we're going to try to go to uh, back to our original format with, uh, with two uh, guests starting next week. Uh, so, again, we're, I'm going to be efforting my, uh, my new guest. So uh, stay tuned for that. Hey, uh, I want to thank Ross Jackson and also Gary Smith for joining us in hour number one. Chris Gordy comes up in about uh, five minutes. Uh, of course, Locked on SEC Podcast, New Orleans' own, uh, doing a great job on Houston Radio. 
Uh, also, again, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, will finish out the show this afternoon at 5.35. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We've talked about Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, we, we've talked about Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Of course, uh, don't forget about the, the Mothership, uh, Oceana Grill, and, of course, the newest member, of the Oceana family of restaurants. And how many folks took advantage of it this past weekend for, for LSU, Florida State? Maybe you went down the quarter for decadence. Maybe you just went down the quarter just to kind of check all the craziness out with everything that was happening. Uh, uh, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors, I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Um, uh, Cajun Creole Cuisine. Uh, that, again, uh, the menu. But also, I want to I make sure that I, I make this clear. It is more than just that. Because, again, so many people coming in from out of town, sometimes they, they, they want to taste our fare, but sometimes they want to stick with what they, what they know, right? So there's something for everything on the menu. You'll find something that you'll enjoy. And then the cocktails, magnificent, absolutely spectacular cocktails, great mixologist. And, of course, uh, uh, they got a beautiful uh, uh, picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street on the first floor. As you go to the back of the restaurant, uh, again, the beautiful uh, courtyard, uh, authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, a bar on the first floor. You take the elevator. Look, if you want to take the stairs to the second and third floor, knock yourself out. Maybe in a way there was a day back in the day, I'd have done it, but uh, maybe you're trying to get your steps in. Uh, if not, take the elevator. Head to the second floor. The elevator opens up. Got a beautiful bar right there. Bourbon Street balcony for you uh, to be able to dine or have cocktails. As you go to the third floor, uh, again, uh, as the doors open, a beautiful bar, and again, of course, uh, you got Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. The sight lines you've never seen before. Uh, the ambiance is spectacular. The, the, of course, the uh, cocktails, magnificent. The food is, is, is great. And, of course, the staff, again, uh, again really, I want to say, go out of their way to make sure that you have a great experience, uh, again, at all the Oceana family of restaurants. Perfect for a night out with friends, romantic getaway. Maybe, again, you're trying to close that business deal, your next event. Again, maybe just a New Orleanian. You've never seen the sight lines from, again, the, uh, the rooftop of, uh, on Bourbon Street uh, of Mambo. So go check it out, man. They're open seven days a week, lunch and dinner. They're open late. And to find out more, go to, go to MamboNola.com. Look, right next door is the Hideout Bar, where, again, you got live music in a courtyard setting, beautiful courtyard. Uh, they got some food for you there as well if you want to you just sit there and eat. And, of course, cocktails galore. Great cocktails for you, great mixologist. Uh, it's just a fun time right there in the 400 block of Bourbon Street. You don't have to go far. 411 Bourbon Street Mambo's right next door is the Hideout Bar. Man, make it a great uh, memory, uh, Bourbon Street memory for you at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And, again, proud sponsors of our, of our Thursday show and uh, again I, like I said before uh, I think it was about 2006 2007 uh, I met the Bader brothers I actually met them through Ann Tuneman of Tales of the Cocktail and um, um, just hit it off with them and, and they have been uh, again not just great for my program but have been great for the city um, when they see an opportunity to go in and make something better, they do it. Uh, they're always giving back to the city as well. Uh, and then, of course, what they've done in terms of their restaurants. Uh, you know, going in in some cases where, you know, you know, 205 Bourbon Street was vacant for a long time, okay? And they went in and turned it into a restaurant. 411 Bourbon Street, where Mambo's is, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, uh, that was, as I mentioned before, uh, that strip club, they just, again, they kept, getting, uh, they kept shutting them down. Uh, there was all arrest there, prostitution. They go in. They, re they don't just go in and just put the restaurant there. They renovate the whole restaurant. Okay, they go all the way to, to bare bones and bring it on up. And then, of course, um, develop that rooftop bar on top of Bourbon Street, which, again, they had to jump through hoops to get done. Uh, 
So whatever they can do to be able to make sure they make New Orleans a better place, the, the Beta Brothers are doing it. And if you get a chance to be able to work for them or, or to have a chance to be able to be able to do something with them uh, business-wise, uh, I would recommend it. They are just they're, they're great people, and uh, they love New Orleans. They love New Orleans like you and I, no doubt about it. All right, um, uh, why don't we get ready to go ahead to the guest line. And um, this guy and I were on the same radio station for, for a while. Uh, I've always been a big fan of his. Uh, I think, again, when you talk about knowledge of sports, uh, he has as depth of knowledge as anybody. Uh, he knows, again, football. He knows every sport. Um, he's, gonna, he's got a, a great thing going in Houston right now, uh, but also now part of, again, a host of the Locked on SEC podcast. Uh, and, of course, a New Orleans native who has done, done really well. It's Chris Gordy. He joins us on the program. Chris, how are you, bud? What's going on, Eric? Yeah, I wish my uh, my knowledge and expertise would have helped me on betting games last week, but it's okay. It was week one. Plenty of time to rebound. There is plenty. Of, hey, there's plenty of time to rebound. It, isn't it amazing, though? I mean, it's funny. You know, I grew up in a time where you know you went to you you had you knew who the bookies were, right? Okay, and uh, I was never a guy that did a lot of wagering, but you know, I had a lot of friends that did, right? And uh, you know, the football cards, etc. But uh, you know. Uh, it's almost a dirty little secret in America about again sports betting. Now that it's legal in America, everybody's involved. I mean, I mean, literally. I mean, I was listening uh, uh, to a, to a conversation uh, the other day um, at, at the grocery store, and, and a woman was talking to a, another woman about, about about sports betting, and I'm going, wait, wait where where am I? <laughs> you know, she's on well, the it, app. It used to be you had to hide it, right? I mean, I remember, uh, right? You know, Brett Musburger calling games, you know, late and get in a blowout, he would go. Now, there are some folks in the desert that are very interested on what happens on this play, you know, and it was kind of like you had to speak in code, but now it's out in the open. I think what the ESPN article yesterday said uh, it's legalized sports betting in 35 states, including D.C. and Puerto Rico. Now, Texas is not one of them. I'm still angry with Texas. You know, as as backwards as Louisiana has been for so long, I'm really surprised they've got to push, push through as quick as they have, but... You know, for folks in the Houston area, you got to drive over to Lake Charles if you want to go bet, you know, bet on sports. Mm-hmm. So here's open Texas passes theirs eventually. But, uh, no, they set a record amount of, um, you know, betters. I think 46 million bets they're expecting uh, throughout this football season, starting with the NFL tonight. So, yeah, it's, it's great that it's not taboo anymore. But, uh, man, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It can make mm-hmm. some, uh, some of these lopsided uh, games early in the season give you a little bit more rooting interest. Um, before, I want to get into LSU, but again, you got a great podcast, Locked On SEC Podcast. Anybody that cares about the SEC, uh, Chris has got a great, great um, uh, podcast for you. Uh, big game this week, Alabama with, again, a future SEC opponent in Texas. Talk a bit about it. Yeah, I mean, look, Alabama passed the smell test in week one. They, they picked up right where they left off. Bryce Young was outstanding. You know, all the question marks I had about him with, you know, who's going to be his go-to target. You lose Jameson Williams, you lose John Mechie. Well, Jermaine Burton did a pretty good job. Um, you know, they were able to work in their new freshman, Kobe Prentice, big number 80. Uh, he caught a bunch of balls. So, uh, And then we saw Bryce Young's, Bryce Young's running ability. He ran for 100 yards. That was not a piece of his game last year in the Heisman Trophy season. He was just strictly a passer. Now if he's going to la- add running ability to his game, it's going to make him even that much more dynamic. And the Alabama defense did what they needed to do. They shut out Utah State. Uh, only thing that, that had Alabama fans kind of scratching their head was, you know, this big pass rush with Will Anderson and Dallas Turner up front. They had no sacks against Utah State. And all the talk about Will Anderson as a dark horse for the Heisman, well, you're not going to break the sack record if you can't even get a sack in week one. So 
they're going to be hungry going after Texas. The only thing I look at, Eric, with this Texas team is Steve Sarkeesian's a really good offensive mind. They went 5-7 and seven last year, but if you go back and look at their losses, five of those seven losses by one score or less. Um, they last season really could have been a 10 win season for them if they just had a couple lucky breaks down the stretch. So, um, I look at that and, and I look at Quinn Ewers was, you know, the number one quarterback recruit in the country two years ago. Uh, you have a, a, a really talented running back in B. John Robinson, one of the best in the country. They have a really good go-to target, Xavier Worthy. And I think the defense is pretty good. And I look at it and go, how in the world is Texas a three touchdown underdog in their house? So, you know, look, am I picking Texas to upset Alabama? No, but I do think Texas can hang around if they do what they need to do. You know, if they take care of the football, I mean, if they come out and they're throwing pick sixes and turning the ball over left and right, Alabama's going to win this thing going away. But I just feel like Alabama's talented enough, and Steve Sarkeesian's a good enough play caller that they're going to figure out a way to score some points. I just wonder, you know, I I, I think Alabama's going to win, but can they cover the 20 points? Mm -hmm. I, I think there's a chance. Here's the thing that freaks me out. When's the last time Alabama played 11 a.m.? I mean, has it happened in the Saban era? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they might be you know, sleeping had, for the first half. Well, they've had a couple of those, you know, like uh, Chattanooga at 11 a.m. Yeah. You know, they've had a couple of those non-conference games on the SEC network. But yeah, in terms of big matchups, and I'm really disappointed. I mean, this is this is all about the TV deals and yeah. Fox and their their stupid noon kickoff on you know, which is Eastern time, by the way. So when they mm -hmm. call it the big right. noon kickoff. It's 11 a.m. Central. Um, it's just stupid. Like, this game should be a night game in D.K. Royal. I agree. I was, I was at the LSU-Texas game three years ago, you know, with Joe Burrow and the Heisman Trophy season and the National Championship season. But late in that game, Texas was in that game. They were getting stops. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if Joe Burrow doesn't complete the iconic third and 17, I, I don't know. Maybe Texas and Tom Herman win that game. So I'm a little disappointed it's not a night game. But that said, Texas is used to these 11 a.m. games. You yeah, know, their their, best, their biggest rivalry every year, the the OU you know Red River mm -hmm. Shootout is always an 11 a.m. game. So they're used to this time. Maybe Alabama is sleepwalking a little bit early yeah. on, but I know the fans are going to bring it. it. It's been announced as a sellout for weeks, and you know I know Matthew McConaughey is going to be there in college game mm -hmm. day and all that. So you know it should be a fun one to watch. I would say yep. probably at least entertaining for the first half, and we'll see. Uh, I'm sure Alabama will pull away in the second half. Your wife's alma mater, Kentucky, taking on Florida. Again, Billy Napier really shocked the world last week. Uh, talk about this matchup. Yeah, I was very disappointed. I know a lot of people didn't watch some of these games, but Kentucky's offensive line struggled to uh, protect Will Levis against Miami of Ohio. They finally uh, figured out how to get things going in the second half, but their lack of a run game is really hurting them right now. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, their starting running back, was suspended the first couple games, so he'll be out this game as well, and Cavassier smoked their backup, struggled to run the ball. So, uh, man, if Florida can get after it, you know, I think they're going to give Kentucky some problems. Now, the good news is, you know, of all years, this is not a, a particular, you know, Florida front that, that is just wreaking havoc. They don't have that first-round defensive end right now in this defense. So maybe that will help Kentucky out. But, man, everybody and their brother is jumping on the Anthony Richardson and Florida bandwagon, and rightfully so. It was a big win against Utah at home in the Swamp. But I just wonder, are they due for an emotional letdown? You know what I mean? You get all up for that opener, and you put everything you have into it, and they'll know, oh, lo and behold, here comes Kentucky in week two. Um, man, you know, I, I, my early thought was, you know, Florida wins this one because they're at home, but now everybody and their brother is jumping on the Florida bandwagon, and 
that that always tends to make me scratch my head and say, you know, am I missing something here? Should we be leaning the other way? Uh, Will Levis was projected before the season to be a first-round pick, and, uh, you know, if he can go out there and do what he needs to do, he loses Wandale Robinson. That was his go-to target last year. Now he gets Tavion Robinson, who had a really, really big day, set a record for uh, most yards in a debut for uh, a Kentucky wide receiver. So, um, you know, and Florida doesn't have that Kyrie Elam, that, that shut down corner this year to put on him. So I, I think it's close. Um, yeah, again, if I'm making a, if I'm making a bet on this one, I might start leaving Kentucky in the upset just because everybody's picking Florida to win this one. Let's talk LSU last week. Let's look back at the loss to Florida state 24 to 23. Your thoughts. Yeah, it was, it was about what I thought. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, I was talking to people last week and I kept saying, I liked LSU to win it 24 to 21. I even predicted, I said, Ramos will miss a, miss an early field goal, and make one late and LSU will win by a field goal. Well, you know, it was kind of kind of like that. <laughs> Just didn't expect LSU to be as sloppy. But I was talking to people last week, Eric, who were telling me, "Oh no, Tigers win big, thirty-five to 10. I'm like, "Guys, what are you smoking? Like this this is a, a new coaching staff, new players, transfer portal. Like you're you're too lost in the clouds of LSU years of past. This thing is going to take some time to build up and build some continuity." And I thought. If any team could have flipped their, their weeks one and week two, man, you wish LSU could have opened with Southern and been playing Florida State this week. It feels like they would have fixed so many of those mental errors and mistakes that they had. But that said, I think LSU is going to be fine. I mean, we, we have a you know tendency to jump off the bridge and, oh, my God, they lost week one, so they won't win another game. And it's like, guys, take a deep breath. Like, this thing is going to work. It's, you know, these guys are going to gel. I liked what I saw from Jane Daniels. Um, they're going to get better as the season goes along. They just need to continue to plug away at it. I, I, I like that Brian Kelly has kind of said, we're going to change some things up on the offensive line. Uh, this game against Southern is a game to experiment. Why not try out different guys at different positions? And he kind of hinted at that this week, talking with the media, saying, you know, no, no job is locked in. Everything's kind of up for grabs. Um, unfortunately, losing Mason Smith for the season, because, man, if you go watch those first few plays, uh, last week, he was so disruptive, yeah. and I just thought mm-hmm. if he could have stayed healthy he, uh, you know, all year, he would have had a monster season, but unfortunately, yes. he's done for the year now. But I, I think LSU is going to be just fine. Again, sloppy mistakes that are very correctable, and I don't think there's any, there's any shame in losing to Florida State. Look, if you had played like that against, I don't know, a Utah State or a Ball State, and you lose, yeah, obviously the, 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 the sky is, is falling, but that's a talented Florida State team that Mike Norvell has recruited well there's three and four and five stars all over that roster. So let's not act mm-hmm. like you lost to, you know, um, I don't know, Jesuit or somebody. But right. uh, I, I think it was an okay loss. But, yeah, they got to rebound. you got to see more cohesion this, this week. And you got to see a better offensive line. I was just very disappointed with how those guys played. Cam wire has been there for a couple of years. And those plays he was in, man, he was getting consistently beat. It's just, yeah. you know, it, it's almost like I'll, I'll throw the true, the other true freshman out there. I'll put Emory Jones mm-hmm. out there with Will Campbell. And Why not? True freshmen are going to give me a better chance to win. I'm going to go with them. So yep. it's a work in progress, but I still think LSU has a good chance to, and maybe not a great chance, but a good chance to finish the season seven and five and get some big wins along the way. Can't let you get away without asking you about the Saints opening up their season against the Atlanta Falcons. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a game that they're favored in and, and that they should win. Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking with some people who were playing fantasy football and they were asking, you know, who's a good defense to pick up this week? And I said, Man, you know, if you can get your hands on the Saints, and I know a lot of uh, fantasy drafts, a lot of local people were taking the Saints defense very high this year. And I'm going, what world am I living in? You know, where it's 
you're, you're jumping to grab the Saints defense in fantasy football. Right. But it's not exactly the Dome so. Patrol, but yeah. Yeah, I mean. They're pretty darn good. You're expecting big a big year out of Cam Jordan. You're expecting yeah. Marcus Davenport to get healthy, and, and you know, he's playing for, for big money. I, I want to eventually see the first-round pick Peyton Turner out there in a, in a high-level mm-hmm. situation get some sacks. But it, how can you not be excited about this secondary? If everybody's healthy and – Everybody takes care of their legal issues. I'm talking to Marcus May. Um, you know, yep. if they can all get out there and, and compete, man, this is going to be this going to be a fun secondary. This is going to be one of the stronger secondaries that the Saints have had in recent years. So, yeah, I expect them to take care of business. Um, you know, I say no excuses for Jameis Winston. He's talked the talk. He's he's played well all you know or, or said all the right things all off season. Now it's time to go back it up and. You know, I've been telling people for the longest. You know, last year his number one target was Marcus Callaway. Marcus Callaway is now his number four option behind Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. And here's hoping that Michael Thomas is going to be healthy. Although we keep hearing, oh, you know, he may play this week, he may not. We'll see. Um, but no, I mean, I think this is put up for shut up time for Jameis Winston. And he's got Kamara back there, and I think the offensive line is going to be just solid. The big news is Eric McCoy getting the extension and locked up long term. Yeah. So. I think uh, I think they're going to be good, Eric. I really do, and and I think this is an opportunity to go out, take care of business against Atlanta, and, and you know get a nice little impact uh, a- NFC South win in Week One. Good enough to win the division, Chris. You know, I, I just don't know what Tampa's going to look like. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny talking fantasy football. So many people are out on Tom Brady this year, and, and I know he had the time away and the personal issues and all this, but I'm going, last I checked, Tom Brady was still pretty damn good. Now, the Saints defense has had his number in all the regular season matchups since he's come to the, to the Bucks. But, yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks are good. We'll see how much the offensive line, you know, hurts them. We'll see how, how good the defense can be, but – uh, man, it just does feel like Carolina's down and and, and Atlanta's down, and um, you know why not the Saints? I would I would think ten wins maybe gets you there, but who knows? Tampa maybe wins eleven and just sneaks by you with you know one one game ahead of you. But that's why the Saints cannot leave any of those games out there. I mean, think about this, Eric. In the Sean Payton era, how many games did they leave on the table? Games that were just heartbreakers. Missed field goals, missed tackles, you know, take a lead in the final minute, but then you let the defense mm. go right down the field and score on you. I mean, they had so many of those oh, in yeah. the Sean Payton era. I just hope that the Dennis Allen era, uh, you know, with him being the defensive-minded coach that he is, I hope that they don't have those situations. But, yeah, yeah. man, you win those 50-50 games, and, and absolutely they can win this division. Yeah, you, you brought back some bad memories there, because and, and, and at, the, at, the, at the least opportune time too. You know, I'm I'm, I'm thinking beast mode. I'm, I'm watching San Francisco in the back of my mind here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rams. I can go right down the line. We we don't want to go well, in that direction. Well, that's that's what I tell Eric. I got a bunch of Cowboys uh, guys that I work with, and and they, right? they keep talking trash all the time. Said, "Oh man, we're getting Sean Payton." And I go, "Look, man, y'all can have Sean. We love everything he did for us, but man, we had." We had more heartbreaking playoff losses than we had Marquis. Oh. So, you know what? Good luck to you if, you if that's who you want. I'm not knocking Sean or the Saints. But, again, if you look at it, uh, again, objectively, uh, again, they, they left Super Bowls on the table. They, they did not reach the potential of what they could have been, uh, and that's unfortunate. No doubt. And, again, he'll always be celebrated for the 09 title. Absolutely. You know, he could run for mayor, and him and Drew Brees will always be beloved. But if we're being real, man, there were a lot of blown opportunities, games they should have won the playoffs that they blew. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Dennis Allen does with, with him being the head guy now.
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am too, and I'm excited to see again, especially when you get to crunch time, because we know how emotional Sean was, how he's going to handle things. And, you know, because, look, uh, teams take on the personality of their, uh, of their coach. Now, this is a, te- this is a, co- a team that was built by Peyton. Uh, how much of the personality did they take on from Dennis Allen? And, again, how's he going to uh, react uh, when, when the chips are down? He's got to make those tough decisions. Well, and I know this, Eric. They're gonna. They got to be better at, cha- at winning challenges, right? Sean Payton's there was was god yeah. awful at challenging plays. Right. Too emotional. <laughs> no doubt about that. Hey, Chris, tell us about the the podcast which you're involved in. How folks can uh, can follow you on social media? Yeah, it's just called uh, Locked On SEC. Wherever you get your podcast, just search Locked On SEC. We're talking all things SEC football, including LSU. And uh, we got a video version of the podcast that's been going for a year now. So if you're on YouTube, just search Locked On SEC. You'll see the video version. And we've got guests coming on every week. We've had a bunch of players on in recent weeks from across the SEC. And uh, breaking it all down, man, it's going to be a fun week and a, and a good slate of games. And uh, I'm going to predict that LSU starts uh, starts with a win this weekend in Tiger Stadium. Yeah, it's a big one, man. I mean, a lot of people downplaying it, but it's big for Baton Rouge, Southern and LSU playing for the first time. It is, and, and it's, it goes like this, Eric. You write those checks for, you know, 800000 a million dollars to bring in Northwestern or the Citadel and all these teams, and, you know, think of Southern. Like, they don't have to pay for travel. They don't have to pay to, you know, mm-hmm. you're busting across town. I mean, you, you get that check, it goes a long way when all you're doing is going across town and you're not going to, say, like, College Station, Texas to go earn that paycheck. Right. So. It's big from a financial standpoint for Southern, and it's big for just those two fan bases that are so passionate, love the tailgate, yes. love their team. But I tell you this, Eric, if I was LSU, I would tell our band to take a hike at halftime and let Southern have the full 20 minutes. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that, that the human jukebox, uh, you might want to keep them on, no doubt. Hey, uh, <laughs> thanks for the time, bud. Appreciate it always. Love having you on the program. We'll check in with you again soon. All right. Thanks, Eric. There he goes, Chris Gordy, Rummel, Rummel uh, uh, grad, and, of course, uh, uh, LSU grad as well. And uh, just, I mean, just doing a great job in, in, in Houston and, of course, locked on the SEC podcast. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. In the market for a new system for your home or your business, why don't I have Burkhardt come out and give you a price? Look, they got that 25% introduction guarantee. Uh, they've got, again, uh, they got Nate certified technicians that are, again, experts when it comes to air conditioning system. they got crews. All they do is install AC systems. Uh, industrial, residential, and, and, all, and also, again, uh, 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 when you're talking about also your business as well. So, again, if you're looking for a company that you can trust, uh, not just, again, get, to get that EC in, do it right, but also service after the sale, uh, it's Burkhardt. Uh, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. The, the Nate certified technicians have continuing education uh, that, again, keep them up to date on the latest when it comes to air conditioning systems. So it doesn't matter, again, uh, you know, whether it's your home or your business and you're looking for a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. ACPromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, also Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. Hey, you want to get a late meal in New Orleans these days? You got to go to one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. They're open again to at least 1 a.m. And of course, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Oceana, lunch and dinner at the other restaurants. You can't beat it. Head out to again one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Grab yourself a cocktail, grab yourself a meal, uh, check out the ball games. You can do it all at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with um, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Stay tuned. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime 
at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Wendy's. Try Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks today. Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks are so good, some are saying they're better than their mom's French toast. Perfectly crispy on the outside, perfectly fluffy on the inside, perfectly perfect in every way. Try Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks today and see if they're better than your mom's. Delays are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. Also look out for delays solid 10 westbound from Bonneville to Clearview. 10 eastbound, your delays are steady from just past City Park to the high rise. If you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady right at Canal Boulevard. On the eastbound side of the 610, your delays are steady from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Also in the meantime, look out for delays that are if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection with delays steady from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. In the meantime, look out for accidents. Cat is at South Claiborne and also Louisa at Chef. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at uh, Southern Tire. Um, your vehicle shaking, maybe again, you can't, you, you, you can't find a shop that can get rid of the shaking uh, by balancing your wheel. I had a friend that had that problem, okay? Uh, you know, all these weights on the wheels. So they, Man, well, I already had the tires balanced. Did you bring it to Southern Tire? No. You bring it to Southern Tire because they got the latest state-of-the-art high-speed high balancing equipment that's going to balance your vehicle and make you feel like you're riding on air. No more shaking, no more vibrations, just a smooth ride. But the other guys don't have it. Uh, they got just, again, the regular everyday equipment, again, to balance your, your tires. This is high-speed balancing. And we'll get your, your car again down to, again, zero when it, when it comes to the balance. And, again, you'll feel like you're riding on air. It's just part, again, of the equipment I've been telling you about over at Southern Tire. Uh, again, the Piazza family invested, Tony Piazza invested. And, again, the latest in technology, again, when it comes to, uh, to equipment for your vehicle. So they can keep your vehicle on the road and keep it rolling for you. Uh, again, ASC certified technicians, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. You can get it all over at Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504. 737-1558 is the phone number. We'll go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide. Remember, you can also order your tires at southerntire.com as well. Head on over and see the Piazza family over at Hickory and Airline in Mary. That's Southern Tire since 1972. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. 
Ken Trahan, Sports Director of Cumulus Radio New Orleans, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Saints Hall of Fame. Come join us on Wednesday, September 14th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino at Williams Boulevard and Lake Pontchartrain Training Center for all-access sports talk from 6 to 7 p.m. on Nash Icon 106.1 FM with food, drink, and prizes. On September 14th, come meet former New Orleans Saints Pro Bowl guard Brad Edelman. That's Wednesday, September 14th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino at Kenner at 6 p.m. with Brad Edelman on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is Rapid Urgent Care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to RapidUrgentCare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurant. This half hour brought to you by Oceana Grill. Again, the mothership. You can't do better. Oceana Grill, Bourbon, and Conti voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week. They're open late. 8 a.m. all the way to 1 a.m. seven days a week. 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. is their breakfast service. And when you love, if you love breakfast, you got to go check out New Orleans' best breakfast. I'm telling you, an eclectic menu of, again, all your breakfast favorites, but, again, just a little bit more. People, again, come from all over to enjoy the breakfast over at Oceana Grill. Make it a stop for you as well. Also, again, Cajun Creole dishes that uh, will delight for both lunch and dinner for you. Uh, the lunch menu starts at 10 a.m., goes to 4 p.m. The dinner menu is from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. Fantastic cocktails by some of New Orleans' greatest mixologists. And, of course, so you can dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Not one, two, not three, not four, but five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. They utilize that room, those rooms, are when, when they don't have a, uh, an event uh, for overflow. So, again, you're not standing in a long line to get to Oceana. But, again, when you want to have an event, man, they can put an event on for you. Any way you want it, music, again, uh, the, the cocktails, uh, the great menu. You can sit there with, with, again, their party planners and set it all up. And, of course, the group over at Oceana will make your uh, your event a success. The staff loves what they do, whether it's the bartenders, again, the uh, uh, the, the, the chefs, the cooks in the back, all the way, again, to the to the front of the house staff, the, the waiters and waitresses. Uh, they'll make, again, your, your next meal at Oceana, uh, again, uh, something to be able to brag about. So, again, looking for a place to grab a, a bite to eat in the French Quarter, you got to think Oceana Grill, right? Family friendly, friendly, but again, but you close that business deal. Maybe it's a first date. Maybe, again, you're going out to, with that significant other. Head on over to Oceana Grill. To find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open, again, daily, 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. And uh, proud sponsors of our Thursday show. All right. Joining us on the program now, look. I'm excited about his program. Uh, I love what he's doing. I think, again, uh, he's taking the digital platform by storm. What he's doing on social media, getting his word out, is teaching a lot of us, again, how, again, how to do it. And uh, great guest, great commentary, and always got a strong opinion. And I'm glad he's part of our program each and every week. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, joins us on the program. Jordy, how are you, bud? Eric, always good to be with you, man. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. Jordy, first of all, last week, 24-23 losers to, um, uh, to, the, uh, to the Florida State Seminoles. You were, in the, you were in the stadium. Just give us your synopsis on what you saw. Yeah, look, I thought the team was very underprepared. Um, you know, the, the lack of in-game adjustments early on I thought was concerning. You know, but as bad as they played, 
um, you know, they still had an opportunity to win that game at the end. Now they had no business winning that, that game just from a competitive standpoint. They didn't do anything or, or didn't do a lot of things any good uh, on Sunday evening and, you know, really had no business uh, being in that game. So, you know, I, I think that LSU, um, you know, from what we saw on Sunday night gives us an idea of, you know, the, the, the amount of turnover that they had in the off season from uh, personnel inside of the, the, the program uh, to the, the, the roster, uh, to the coaching staff, you know, all of that stuff has residual effect. And I think, um, you know, the lack of communication, um, the uh, inability that it looked like that they prepared uh, on Sunday night and, you know, really their, 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 you know, slow nature to change the pace of that game. I mean, there were some things that, that looked like they could do that they just never settled in to doing. But, you know, I've had a chance to go back and watch it a couple of times, Ian, you know, for, for, for people out there that, you know, the emotions kind of sipped away from. And I, I think that, you know, it's really not as bad as it looks. It was bad. You know, special teams, bad. I think some of that stuff can be cleaned up fairly quickly. Losing Mason Smith on the first offensive drive of the game was a, you know, it was a nightmare. It's a heartbreaker. Um, you know, and, and you're still able to, to, to be in the right spots. They just couldn't make plays. They couldn't tackle. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they didn't make the plays when they had to be made. Um, you know, in, in game one uh, of a first-year head coach and a major turnover, you know, there, there's going to be some bumps in the road. And um, for, for it to be glaring early on in game one is obviously not what you want, but, um, you know, it gives them an idea of where they got to go. Yeah, I think LSU fans had a little case of amnesia because I think they forgot 39 scholarship players, the turnover in this roster. You know, how, again, how uh, Kelly had to really kind of come. He came in late and how he had to really catch up in, 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 in a hurry uh, in terms of the uh, transfer portal, the, 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 the 2022 class, uh, you know, holding on and selling the pro, reselling the program to try to keep his own players from jumping the transfer portal. And I think the expectation was a little bit high. Look, I thought they'd win. And, and, and you know, maybe again in a perfect scenario with them getting a game, uh, you know, like like Florida State had, maybe maybe it's a different outcome. But I think it was a little bit over the top on the, on the way some of the LSU fans acted after the game, you know, calling for Kelly and, of course, the players, et cetera. Uh, there's got to be some patience here. I mean, people forget Nick Saban wasn't, you know, great right, you know, come, right coming out the box either. Well, and look, if there's anything that's comparable, uh, you know, in LSU football's history, it would be that time period. It would be the time that Saban took over. I mean, uh, the, the, the program was in need of a major overhaul, of a major uh, wash, and, you know, Saban came here and really changed procedure and policy in the way that they – you know, really handle the business of football. And, and I think Brian Kelly is trying to update that because those policies have been in place since Saban has been here. And, you know, while they're, they're good in principle, they, they need updating. They need, you know, to, to be modernized with college football, the way that it's changing. And, um, you know, I think that's what's happening. And we're seeing that happen in front of our face. And, you know, sometimes when you get a chance to see, you know, what's going on behind the curtain or, you know, how the sausage is made, you know, you, you may not like what, what, what you see. And, and, and I think on Sunday night, that was a, you know, that was a clear evident sign of that. They've got to be better prepared. You know, I'm not trying to make an excuse for Kelly and the coaching staff on, you know, not, you know coming out and not really putting the, making the play calling uh, suitable to, to, to the skill set of his players, you know, most notably Jaden Daniels. But, um, you know, I think that, 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 it, that that was not a sign of of what will be 
for 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 LSU football. I, I really think uh, that you know from what they saw in game one, it, it will mm-hmm. improve. And I still believe that Brian Kelly is is absolutely the the right guy to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm looking for growth every week. And I, again, they'll, they'll get better. And look, they could upset somebody down the line here and get right back yeah. on back back on track. With that said, critique uh, uh, Jaden Daniels' performance for us. I thought Daniels did just about as well as he could have. You know, like I said in the first half, I don't think that they were, you know, really putting him in the best position to succeed. I mean, you know, getting him back in a shotgun and putting four wide receivers out there and asking him to go through progressions and routes that were down the field, that's not who he is. You know, I mean, when they were running the the hurry up and splitting the, you know, the field in half and, um, you know, giving him an opportunity to get into some run pass option stuff. He looked very, very comfortable there. And, you know, I, I think that was, you know, very concerning from the coaching standpoint on, you know, why that wasn't the game plan going in and, uh, you know, for sure why why you didn't get into that stuff earlier and more often uh, on Sunday night. Um, and I thought when, when, you know, he was, you know, kind of set up to run what he does best, he looks, you know, he looks really good. And look, I, I've, I've been driving the Nuss bus all year. I hadn't saying uh, Garrett Nussmeyer's it might be the guy. I mean, I've been I've been riding shotgun on Garrett Nussmeyer, and I still sure. think that he'll be he'll he'll get an opportunity. But after Me watching too. that offensive line and watching that you know the the, the struggles that they had, Jaden Daniels is really the only guy for the position, or at least he is right now because uh, of his ability to to be mobile. You know, and, and you, you saw him in the first play of the game. You saw it in spurts the other night. He's an athlete. If they're going to run him, they've got to do it a little bit more wise. He's got to stay out between the hash marks. He's in the middle of the field way too much. And, you know, on an SEC field and in between the hash, nothing good is going to happen to a 195-pound quarterback. You know, I mean, it's right. just it's not made for that. So um, they do have to run him for, for the offense to be successful, but they got to find smarter ways to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought he got him much patient, much more patient in the second half, and I agree with you about up tempo. That's the type of offense they got to run. They run that offense. I think it plays right into into his strengths. No, absolutely. And and that that look that that that's not the scout. That's not a scouting report that you had to figure out last Sunday night if you're LSU's coaches. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's who Jaden Daniels has been throughout his career at Arizona right. State. So I mean, when you recruited him when he came in here, you knew what he did good. You knew what he he, he not necessarily was. Was was as sharp on, and you know, I mean, you, you saw it the other night. I mean, he he looked more comfortable. The receivers, everybody around him, looked more comfortable when he was, you know, kind of settled in and running that offense. That uh, you know, he's just kind of putting in a running back's gut. He's looking at one guy and he's kind of reading and reacting whether he's going to keep it or throw it. And um, I think that you'll see more of that. And and I think that you know for. For all intents and purposes, he's the guy. You know, I mean, I think right. you and I were talking last week and, and saying that you know we might get a look at both of them, and and yeah. Meyer might take some snaps. I mean, he 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 probably will this weekend versus Southern, but no. um, you know, this is this, this for right now is Jaden Daniels' team. I agree with you, but there was a time in that in that in that game where it just looked like he was struggling a bit. I thought they were going to go with Nussmeier. I think they had the turnover, and then and then he really caught fire, and he was like, "Okay, no, no, you're staying, you're staying with Daniels." Uh, I, I want to. I mean, again, I'm looking forward to seeing Nuss this weekend against Southern. No doubt about it. Uh, I, I have to ask you about. Uh, you know, you're so plugged in. What's the backstory on, on Keishon Booty? You know, I mean, look, he, he that was a bad look for him. You know, oh, about horrible the, look. the other night and. When, when, when you look at the overall data of Kayshawn, 
you know, I mean, that's a one outlying circumstance where you're kind of saying, what happened here, man? You know, I mean, you, 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 you're, you're playing, you got opportunities, you, you don't make plays, your, your body language is bad, um, you know, you don't look engaged in the game, but, you know, luckily for him, he, he's, got, he's got more opportunities to go out there and scrub that film or at least make people believe that that's, you know, that's not who he is. And, you know, for the, for the majority of the time, he, that's, that's not who he is. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's just kind of been the guy that goes out there and does his job, and yeah. you look up, and he's usually the best player on the field. So that was concerning to see the other night. I, I think that he probably learned a lot the other night. I think that, you know, I mean, we've seen, we've seen guys that, that, that may not put a performance out there that they're proud of, um, you know, once every two and a half years, two two years, and that's where that's where you know Kayshawn is. And I think uh, Sunday night is is a bad representation for for who he is as a player. And look, he, he you know for 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 the sake of the, the argument, he needs LSU football more, more than LSU football needs him right now. You know, I yes. mean, Brian Kelly's job security is is really solid, and you know. Barring the wheels completely falling off and, you know, just disaster happening at some point, you know, he's going to be back and he's going to build this program into the future. Kayshawn needs to elevate himself into a first round pick where people can believe in him and, you know, buy into him being a big playmaker. And he can't do that anywhere else anymore. He's not transferring. He's not leaving, you know, scrubbing the social media, all that stuff. I mean, I get it, but, you know, just go make plays. And go do it yep. with a good attitude and good body language, and play. You know, get yourself into the you know potential of the top ten, top twenty of the draft, and you know, go make some life changing money. And, yes. and and that's where he is, and that's not going to do it. You know, I mean that that's no. that's that's the anti formula of what, what what was Sunday night. So I he, look, I know he's heard it. I, I know that he's he's heard it from people around him. I know that him and Brian Kelly had a really good meeting, and mm-hmm. I expect that to you know kind of find its. You know, find his median. Find find what the the, the, the numbers have told you who Kayshawn is. At some point, here pretty off. You know, pretty soon, um, he'll he'll be back to he'll be back to the playmaking yep. guy that we're we're used to seeing. There you go. With with about a minute and a half left, how big is this game for Baton Rouge this weekend between Southern and LSU? The first time ever playing. Yeah, it's going to be wild. You know, I mean, for the city, that just the stadiums are ten miles apart from one another and. LSU's never played a SWAC opponent, and the first one's going to be Southern coming across the city and to be on the SEC network. And look, there's people talking about it and have been for months now. And stadium and tailgating is going to be a great scene. They're starting to do it right now. If you drive around campus, you're starting to see some of the RVs pull up and some of the people start to pull up. And I'd imagine tomorrow, if the weather's right, you'll you know you'll start to kind of smell the smells and see the sights. So um it, it's going to be cool man it really is i mean it's kind of a once in a lifetime and he as, as we've talked about with the the change in landscape of college football with mm-hmm. super conferences and conference realignment this is you know this probably won't happen yes you know, but, you know a lot ever again maybe mm-hmm. so yeah we'll, we'll see history and it'll be pretty cool to you know see these colors and the bands and the food and the culture and everything coming together on sunday on saturday in a minute your thoughts on the saints out and falcons well, look, I'm looking forward to teeing this NFL football season up, man. I really am. I, I first and foremost, I'm ready to see the Saints play all together. You know, I mean, I hope yeah. Mike Thomas <laughs> can go on Sunday, and Alvin Kamara is going to be there, and that defense will kind of be trotted out there with Matthew. And I, I'd imagine that Marcus May is going to be green lit to go after mm-hmm, you know, some sure. of that stuff. That, you know, nothing been ruled on. So hopefully, you can get all these guys out there on the field, and you know, you're going up against a rival. And I know that 
Atlanta is, is dealing without their first-round pick and Drake London, or he's been banged up here through preseason. Mm-hmm. So they got some storylines. Saints a big favorite at five-and-a-half on the road in week one. Um, yeah, this would be a great way to kind of get out the gates here for Dennis Allen to, you know, go into Atlanta, a win that feels like, you know, almost counts for one-and-a-half if you can go over there and, and get one in week one and really do some things for your confidence for the offense and Jameis. I, I really can't wait. I, I yeah. You know, I, I heard I heard Bill Barnwell breaking it down, and there, there's a sentiment around the league that the Saints might be too old. I, I don't buy into that. I think that they're, <laughs> I don't either. They're, they're sitting on the doorstep right now. Yeah, I think I think perfect timing for them, no doubt. Jordy, tell everybody about your fantastic show. I love it. I, I think it's a it is a must watch, uh, and how folks can follow you on social media. Appreciate it. Yep, on YouTube, just search the Jordy Collada Show, and then. Uh, like he said, on social media is the easiest way to hit us. You can just search Colada Show at Colada Show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you are on social, you can find us, and uh, we'll be there, man. And, and we'll be there through football season. Got a lot of cool stuff coming up. There you go. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate your time each and every week. Have a great weekend. All right, Talk to you next week. There you go. That's Jordy Collada. I'm Eric Asher. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Come home tonight. AC's not working. Man, don't get any upset. Just, again, remember, acpromise.com. Again, they've got 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, after-hours service with a Burkhardt uh, uh, employee dispatching a Burkhardt truck out to your home or your business. You want a company you can trust when it comes to AC? It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Get out there and enjoy a meal or a cocktail at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Get in play and win big at the Treasure Chess Casino. 
Enjoy the hottest new slots and all of your favorite classics with jackpots hitting daily. Plus, double down at our sizzling blackjack tables and roll a winner at the most exciting craps tables in town. Get more betting options and catch all of the live action at the new FanDuel Sportsbook, a sports betting experience like no other. There's always more fun, excitement, and winning at the Treasure Chess Casino. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 All right, folks. It's been an absolute blast. I want to thank again the Oceana Family of Restaurants for their uh, support and, of course, uh, being the uh, title sponsor on a Thursday. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery. Also, don't forget about uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant as well as the Hideout Bar. All are open late, all are open seven days a week. Get out there and enjoy a meal or cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. I want to thank our guests today. Uh, Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, Chris Gordy, and also Jordy Collada. Rudy back in studio. Thank you for listening to the program. Certainly appreciate it. I want to thank all the sponsors who sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slide to the sponsor sponsor our show. And please continue to support those sponsors. Thank you for doing that. And as always, again, thank you for listening to our show. Hey, coming up next, keep it right here. Life Resources, Bottom Line Sports Hour, Michael Green, Ken Trahan. Always good. Uh, coming up next right here on 106.1 FM. On WLA-TV at 6 o'clock, it is yours truly and also Juan Kincaid with the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Eric Asher. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for the William Grant family to still his Friday extravaganza. From the dog catch of the governor, that includes the man. They all got to go.